Mm-hmm. Did you, one of the tasks I did ask, did you finish anything that we had previously reviewed? Like, did you go back and... Not fin- not finished, but made a bit more progress on. Okay, cool, because um, I've, I've finished off Bremen, or Bremen, or whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been trying to read through as much of Saki Saki Michino Pollen as much as I can. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't finish the whole thing, but what about I Sabu did. Ichi, or you, you just dropped that now? Um, no, I haven't dropped it. I'm still looking through it, but okay. I haven't advanced to it on it as much as I as much as I as much as I originally um, intended to. But yeah. obviously, yeah. You're listening to Alternating Sloth Podcast, episode 13. Jesus, we're on to 13 now. Uh, I have a very special guest with me today. Well, special guest. Uh, reoccurring guest, Eric, is back on again. We're here to do a couple more views and shit. Uh, Eric, Hello, hello, everyone. Nice to, nice to, well, nice to be back on again. Um, although it's only been a week, I come on here so often that, you know, I might as well just be part of the show. So when do I get my share of the pay? <laughs> nah, it's kidding. All right, so Eric, what have you been uh, watching in the meantime? Just what have, what have you been keeping busy? Um, honestly, other, other than stuff we've been reviewing, what, what what games and other things have you been doing? Uh, not uh, not that much, really. Um, mostly what I've been doing is just looking at different videos um, that could help me with a few strategy games I still haven't finished on my computer. Um, obviously to help me because some of these strategy games are, for all intents and purposes quite complex um and i still haven't got my head around a lot of them uh but other than the stuff that i um you know that you recommended me to watch i've mostly been reading some korean manhwa mm. um which is of course you know um korean version of mangas which are all pretty which are all um somewhat pretty good most of them are based off of um well it's not just korean it's also chinese um but most of them most of them are quite good. Well, some of them are quite good. Most of them are all martial arts based, spiritual, and all that. And quite a few of them repeat themselves. But there are some that are pretty good. And there's one I even looked at, which is uh, the Lost Human. It's a, um, it's a, it's a zombie, it's a zombie survival uh, series, horror series. It's actually pretty good, and it just kind of has that one Dusex machina. Um, moment of moment of the character having died in the future of the apocalypse going back in time but still retaining all the knowledge of what he's done Mm -hmm. so with that knowledge he's used he's helping his friends survive um the whole apocalypse it's um 
And this isn't like an ordinary zombie apocalypse. It's not a Land of the Dead um, or Dawn of the Dead uh, scenario. This is more like a how do I put this? This is more of this is more of a Resident Evil type scenario. You know, you got your ordinary zombies, but then you got ones that have evolved to be bigger and stronger. Um, obviously, there's no secret organization that I know of yet <laughs> that has actually, you know, created a virus that actually spread this whole thing. Mm. It's, um, you know, meteorite comes into the, from the sky, strikes the earth, and boom, you got a zombie apocalypse. Um are, are they it, in a city that is named after some sort of uh, pheasant, raccoon, or badger, or, or any sort of uh, woodland creature? Uh, honestly, <laughs> the city that this whole thing started out in doesn't really have a name that I know of. Okay. I know that it's one; it's in one of the um, counties in China, but unfortunately, we don't know the name of the city, wait, but oh, we wait, don't wait. care. Wait, cause... a zombie outbreak in a counter of China. In a county of China, yes. yes. This um, isn't Wuhan, Rick, uh, uh, Eric, is it? No, 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 no. Wuhan's a um, Wuhan's a district. But, but I mean, some... is it a, is it near Wuhan or in like I a county? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, um, <laughs> it's a little scary. If you... Yeah, it's a little further out. Um, no, no, no. It's a, it's not a thing that happens in that one particular place. It happens all across the world. You know, mm. um, it's um, and it's really interesting because. They kind of have this um, whole, you know, a viral, a viral evolution and development concept where not just the zombies, but humans that have survived, and this is like apparently 30% of the world population, um, can who who have survived can also uh, can also develop these um, abilities to you know match with some of the more powerful zombies. Mm. So the main character, for example, like, has the ability to strengthen himself. Uh, his best friend is pretty much got um, Hawkeye vision and can actually snipe people easily. And this other this other friend of theirs, this little chick, she's just really fast. Um, so ordinary so ordinary abilities that have kind of amped themselves up to extreme levels. So this is one of the things I've been that's one of the things I've been reading. It's um it's quite interesting. It's quite good, mm-hmm. and it's something I'm enjoying so far. It's got that um. Yeah, it's still it's still got its uh, uh, what is it? It's got its moments of humor. It's got its moments of sadness and all that. Um, it almost has that um, high school of the dead vibe, you know, um, without the superpowers, obviously. But I guess where it differs from that is that high school of the dead kind of trades superpowers for just being really, really, really edgy, and that is like um, you know as a selling point uh, yeah. for itself, but. Otherwise, I'm actually enjoying this series really good. Really, um, I'm I'm enjoying this series, and yeah, I'm gonna, probably going to keep mm. reading it and see how far I'll go. But you know, as with most series that I read, it kind of you know has to wait for an update. So I you know leave it and then forget to go back to it. Mm-hmm. But essentially, that's what I've been reading alongside all the other stuff. Um, uh, that I've been trying to catch up on, which is not much, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and what about you? Anything else other than? Uh, so I, I, I've been keeping with my One Piece uh, watch. Uh, still, <laughs> still doing that. I actually, so I, I um, when I was, I, I've read like most of One Piece. Just yeah, there's no <laughs> sort of gaps in my reading of One Piece. But there are gaps in my watching of One Piece, and like what arcs I haven't seen, what arcs I have seen. 
Um, and there was one arc I didn't read in the manga because I heard people told me like, oh, it's not important. Like it's, you can skip it. But I, I went and watched it because, um, and I went and read a little bit of it too, because I, I got kind of, I went back and watched, uh, rewatched Water 7 and NES Lobby because I heard those arcs were great. And I'm mm. watching One Piece in the dub at the moment. Um, I have seen like the latest stuff in the sub as well. But I'm trying to give the dub a go because um, I like the dub. Uh, and yeah, I was watching NES Lobby, Water 7. I thought both of those arcs had some really good, like they're really good. They're, they're, they're the fan loved um, arcs for a reason. But yeah. I do think um, I was getting a little pissed, and this is the same problem I had with Fishman Island and a couple other arcs too, that I wish, uh, that I don't think are in like, I don't remember being in the first couple arcs of One Piece, which is the fights dragging out for more than like three episodes or four <laughs> episodes. Like the Rob Lu- uh, Lochi, uh, Lochi, yeah, Lochi, I think it is, Lucci? Sorry, yeah. Rob Lucci. He's Italian. Um, mm-hmm. The Rob Lucci fight that's in Ennius Lobby just goes for way too fucking long. Okay. Like you get you get Luffy fighting him and and his regular form, yeah. then he um, you know goes second gear. <laughs> then if I remember correctly, he's like, I'm gonna go third gear. I'm like, oh cool. And then he gets his ass kicked again. Uh, and then he's like, oh okay, I'll go back to normal and and I'll try. G- gear two a couple times and uh there's there's a bit of that and then it's just like after a while you're just like oh uh they're they gonna be done already like this is taking so goddamn long there's nothing yeah. really changing in the setting that much like the fight's not getting that much interesting there's not much else other stuff really going on other than them escaping like nes lobby which mm-hmm. i would kind of prefer if they just put that after the big robolucci fight like I don't know. I, I think it was. It, it is. It's. It is definitely set to. Uh, you know, around them escaping the Rob uh, while actually still fighting mm. Rob Lucci. Yeah. Um, but obviously, uh, I haven't actually watched how long the fight is in the anime it, between Luffy. It and felt Rob, like it was. Rob I don't Lucci. think it's ten episodes, but it felt like it was ten episodes or some mm-hmm. like really high number like that. Where I feel like, um, even though people don't like these arcs as much, and yeah, they're the beginner arcs, and like I feel like the crocodile fight, I think, was only maybe four episodes at most. I think like the final fight, and like, it was definitely an, it was yeah. definitely an interesting fight because Luffy was the. I think personally, I thought Luffy was the underdog for the oh, yeah. whole thing because you know you've got a guy who can who's got a devil fruit to turn him mm. that turns him into sand, and he's in a desert versus Luffy, who's you know even though he could stretch out like rubber, is still human, so he's mm. got water inside of him, mm. which um, crocodile can manipulate and dry him up mm. and even though luffy tried to counter that by you know um covering himself in water and carrying around you know um a full barrel with the water inside of him there was like still moments where you know crocodile still had the upper hand mm. but there was a good fight because it's like oh it's like no you wouldn't have except you know expected luffy to win considering he was the underdog in mm. that fight but I think it was a. I think it was still a good fight, you know, all things considered. Yeah. Um, especially with how limited Luffy was in his um, in using the we- a weakness of Crocodile. 
um especially that last the last part oh, yeah. of the fight where it's like yeah. where it's like oh i have no more i have no more water but i can still punch him how i am bleeding that still counts well they, i guess it kind of does considering yeah. the human body is what, the, 70 percent. the other thing too that i i think of um and it gets better in some of the other arcs like i'm not saying this is for all the new arcs it's just some other ones mm. i've noticed um like they've kept rob lucci alive and he still comes back in some of the one piece movies and stuff which fine but uh, I don't think he has much character other than being an assassin and having a cool design. Like, we don't really get that much of a cool reason for why he's the way he is and why he does the things he does. Like, Crocodile's a uh, terrible, like, person. He's he's a horrible villain. But he's likable as all hell. Like, you, you don't necessarily want to see him, like, succeed and kill yeah. people. But you kind of like watching him do it because he's an interesting character and he's... He's got an interesting yeah. design as well, which helps. But he is. Yeah, just and he's a... got um, and there's a, I guess there's um, there's a much clearer goal with Crocodile yeah. to follow with than with Rob Lucci. Rob Lucci's like, I am an assassin for the government. I will kill. With Crocodile, it's like, okay, so I found clues to um, lead to a treasure trove that could potentially give me, you know, tons and tons of cash. Okay, mm. let's go for it. It's like you know, clear a clear um, goal to follow that'll get him. Almost anywhere. Rob Lucci, I don't know where continuing to be a well, government assassin would get him. Yeah, but, they, hey. they, what's weird is they, they give him a backstory. Well, they give him, like, they they don't talk about why he's an assassin necessarily. I Maybe. can't even remember. I can't even remember Rob Lucci's what, backstory. What they do is, well, they, see, that's the thing. It's not even really a backstory. They show him, like, on one of his earlier missions, and he basically, like, goes in and murders a bunch of people and and to say like he's meant to come in and save a bunch of people but he murders the people he saves and then mm. like he murders the pirates as well and it's like mm. okay like that that shows he's a as a, a badass and like i don't mind him being mm -hmm. a, a cold blunt like force like that and um i don't have but to I see his like tragic yeah. like past backstory yeah. uh but like if you're gonna have a character that's that hasn't got that much characterization to him. Like, I don't want to follow him for that many episodes. I don't mind him being spread out. Like, show me, show me, like, because they almost kind of spread it out. They give us some other stuff in between. But what they really should have done is, is Luffy fights, like, Rob Lucci for, let's say, three episodes. And then mm. after three episodes, him and the Straw Hats, like, think, oh, we've gone away from, like, NES Lobby. We're on the way to Water 7. Then, like, big shocker, um, you know, two, two maybe uh, three episodes later, Rob Lucci's, like, back, and he's on the he's on the ship. And he, he fights them on the ship. And the cool thing is you got now, now you got kind of a core environment thing, which... They did a little bit of, like, fighting on a ship sort of thing, but it, it could have been way cooler, I think. Like, I don't know. I just think if you're going to pace out a fight, you need to, like, you need to change the setting. You need to change some things up with it. You can't have it, like, be kind of in the same thing where it's, like, it's in a dome kind of thing. And also, like, if your character's not interesting enough to, to keep it, you know, going mm. for long enough... Um, then you need to like spread it out or maybe you need to do like oh this is going to be a to be continued for a while and we'll come back to it and like maybe you know uh four episodes or something like we'll let it simmer for a bit you know that the the first part of the rob Lu lucci fight's great because um 
we already know like Luffy got his ass kicked and like this big surprise attack for for Luffy, <laughs> and that's awesome. Like there's been yeah. a build up to that, but mm-hmm. um, and it's been for several episodes, and that's great. But when we finally get to it, like it just draws out for so long that you're just like, are they gonna finish up already? Like even even I would like to see like. I mean, Luffy does take some big hits, but he needs to either just take some big hits like early on in the fight, or Rob Lucci needs to like lose the fight earlier. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but then what will be the point of having Rob, Rob Lucci as a uh, character if he's just there to kind of advance I, the main I character guess. to? But the the other thing too is you've extent, got you've um, got Spandam and all these other villains as well there, and Rob Lucci's no, not yeah. necessarily like. The, the, the thing that makes Crocodile and um, Captain Kuro, even though people don't necessarily... I, I like that fight a lot, though. Um, and, and Arlong and all those fights. Like, the things that makes them really great. All those guys. Even... I don't really like the fish man. I thought that was too long as well. But at least of those ones, that's your, like, main villain who's running the place. And Luffy is taking on, like, the main guy who is running, like, all the operations. Luffy no, never yeah. fights Spandam, which is fine because it makes sense that you want to put Robin and Frankie because they've been like more affected by it. But at the same time, like since Luffy's not fighting him, then he has to fight like kind of the main like underling sort of underneath Spandam and the the world government military and stuff. It seems mm. kind of like not as I don't know big, I guess to me. No, no, that's fair. Um, but, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You, you finished what you are going to say. Uh, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. You go ahead. But what I was going to say is, is so I did I did that. I don't hate Enes Lobby. I think Enes Lobby's great. And this, uh, and I do like parts of the Rob Lucci fight. I just think it's too long. Mm. Um, but I did really enjoy, like, the Chopper fight, uh, which was a couple episodes. I thought that was, like... Oh, that was a scary yeah. fight. Because it's, like, the first time you see, you know, a, um, a snippet of what Chopper was kind of trying to avoid yeah. when he has to take too many of his um pills like every like his rumble pills mm. i can take a few of these and transform mm. into particular you know in particular types depending on my devil fruit but i take too many uh something bad happens mm. and then we finally see the bad thing happening we're like okay that's terrifying what i what i like just, as well as other fights are like kind of disputed in there like you get to see um like Chopper comes up, like and kind of interrupts Frankie's fight, and he's got to help Frankie halfway through, like, and he's sort of defeated the guy in his fight, but then he comes back. So there's lots of different like things with the setting yeah. going on and well, like interactions the, I, and stuff. And I, I think the best like part that. about it was um, when Zoro and Usopp accidentally got handcuffed together. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah, like, that's another okay, great. So yeah, how are we gonna fix this? The the Usopp uh, um, the Zoro fight was great too because it got. A, it was really silly, but it got it got like placed out, and and, and lots of different mm. things happened. So yeah, I watched both of those arcs again, and then I said, okay, um, I, I you know the pacing pisses me off a little bit sometimes with One Piece. Like, I want to watch something where uh, maybe like I I had been told not to watch the Foxy Pirates arc because it's just like. 
No. It, it, people were telling me it's kind of filler in the manga and kind of filler in the anime. It is. Yeah, it's um, actually it comes up. Uh, I guess I'll give you a quick bit of a warning. It oh, does I've come already up seen in it. Both the manga so, and the anime, but only in the anime it comes out twice. Yeah. So it's kind of, but in the I think the second one it's only like a few episodes, so it's worth it to skip it. Um, to kind of skip it because the Foxy Pirates, um, they really don't do much to advance the story. Yeah, They're so, just there because me. They're there. Yeah. Um, they don't introduce much else to the world. They're just kind of. I guess I guess they're just one of those concepts where it's like you know there are some good pirates and there's some bad pirates. Yeah. This is one of the bad pirates. Okay. So so my point my point to that. Um, so I'd been told to skip the arc, but I like some of the comedy in One Piece, and I said I want to watch an arc that's just more focused on the comedy and the characters being silly and the stakes being not ridiculously high. There are some like moments where they try and make the stakes high, but like. Not at a point. I wanted to watch an arc basically, where it's like I don't have to feel like this is dragging out. Like I don't know. I, and and I and I decided to watch the Foxy arc. And you know what? <laughs> I actually, it's it's probably one of my favorite One Piece arcs. I don't mm. care that it doesn't um, like matter too much the plot, because I was laughing my ass off, having a great time, and enjoying <laughs> like all the moments with the characters and the the pacing for that i actually think is better than some of the one piece arcs because <laughs> because they're not like super serious fights and because there's like there's different things going on um because they're doing like they're put into different sports and other challenges and stuff there's lots of different things going on so it's just interesting to watch uh like mm. it's interesting to watch all the characters have to make their own ships and then have like a ship racing contest and <laughs> see how like they some of them like do good jobs some of them like do pretty shit like uh and seeing mm-hmm. them all get like how they get to use all their powers and abilities and stuff within these fights like i was i was totally game for it um afro luffy is freaking awesome and hilarious mm-hmm. um because um, everybody in the dub but like yeah. I've watched the show in sub. I've watched the show uh, dub. I'm sure the sub like the same on this, but the dub man, they seem like they were having so much fun. Like everybody uh, just seemed like yeah. they were just like having a good ass time, just you know, voicing this in, arc. In fairness, when you have stuff like that, it, you can't help but do have a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, so I I actually haven't listened to the dub in a long time, mm. so. Um, well, the sub's but, fine too. Yeah. I think you know, Evil. I just really enjoyed this arc, and I think I just noticed the dub people were really enjoying mm-hmm. it too. No, definitely, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I've only ever been reading the um, One Piece manga yeah. because, unfortunately, you know, with the what is it? thousand plus episodes plus <laughs> a whole bunch of movies yeah um it's kind of hard especially that, since a lot of that is just it. um filler uh, filler arcs which yeah. you know i don't mind too much but at the I same time i think the foxy one is the like... only good like well a lot of people would say the water ship or the marine fort arc is good um mm. i think i've seen a bit of that that that's not bad either i would recommend I think, people... I think one of my favorite yeah. arcs definitely has to be the um one before one before watership um watership seven i think it's okay. the um it's when they meet one of the uh pirate lords i can't remember what that arc was called but it's the pirate lord where 
he kind of steals people's shadows and he oh no that's that's right out that you're thinking of thriller bark i think yeah that's thriller bark. That was... right after water seven was it I yeah. it was before that yeah because okay. no 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 because they meet brooke that's when they that's when they meet brooke oh yeah that's right um yeah uh that was definitely one of my um yeah. definitely one of my favorite ones because mm-hmm. it was just um uh, it was just, it was just like the whole, um, I guess the whole fight against the pirate lord, as well as what happened afterwards, oh. where they have to meet one of the, another one of the pirate lords, who just absolutely destroys <laughs> them. Which I guess isn't a fair fight because it's like, hey, come on, we just, we just finished fighting one of you, give us a bit of a rest. No, boom, yeah. blows them all away. Not especially with that, um, especially with that last end where Zoro kind of uh, takes yeah. the guy's deal. Yeah. Yeah, and no, no, those... don't spoil it too much, Eric. <laughs> Wait, you haven't read up to that part? No, no, no. I've read it, but don't spoil it for people that this isn't a one piece podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. But in any case, yeah. um, that was my personal favorite yeah. um arc of the. No, I really liked it too. Um, I'm um, just saying, out so... of the um... sort of filler stuff, Foxy for me is is you know, I honestly, I I I freaking hated uh what was it the amazon lily arc i thought that was like the dumbest worst written arc <laughs> in one piece and like mm. i watched that entire thing and i literally was pissed at the end of it because i was like i watched this entire thing for you to introduce one character who's going to be important and two snippets of information that's going to be important you could have introduced this in any other fucking arc but i have to like Mm -hmm. put up with luffy on an island of woman where nothing's really going to happen and like the only good thing about the arc is i get to see that the author can like draw some different types of woman at least now like that they don't all look the same i kind of I, I kind of figured the introduction of Amazon Lily became became more or less the um was kind of it was kind of like to build up to the two year two year um I guess break for all the characters because the um the island that Luffy trained on during the two year break that was part of Amazon Lily I figured that was the partial reason why they decided to introduce oh, it yeah, because but but yeah. it's so it's another problem of of what I was talking about One Piece again. It's too freaking mm. long. <laughs> Give me two episodes. <laughs> Amazon Lily could be done in two fucking episodes. Here's mm. Bo Hancock. Bo Hancock has love sickness. Okay. Bo Hancock but loves then, Luffy. But then again, but then okay. again, it kind of goes back to the whole. New information Rob, Rob on Lucci Ace. Pro- you know. Yeah. But I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole Rob Lucci program. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, uh, problem. Yeah. It's um, you can introduce you can introduce the character in two episodes, but how much of that is, how much of that. Uh, can you fit their backstory into? Mm. Um, you know, it took what two episodes just to fit Boa Hancock's backstory yeah. and her sister's backstory. You, um, could, uh, you could make though. You could introduce that with even. I know it's later on, but if you actually if you introduce that like a little when you introduce Jimbei or something like that, like that would mm. be interesting. You know, and I think you could. Well, you could even do fine three episodes of the frickin' Amazon, but I don't need like I don't need the weird jokes that are in there. I don't need like Luffy fighting the different like sisters. Like you don't need all of that shit in there because it's just not that interesting. I thought it. I thought it was a pretty pretty um interesting 
introduction to how the new um sort of mechanic in the one piece world works mm. um because now luffy just like with the crocodile fight he's fighting in an element he's never really touched up on you know yeah. um and he has to find a way to kind of use what he can mm. and win the fight um you know including fighting against the force he can't actually mm. see or you know that he heard yeah. of before yeah Okay, this is getting too much into into One Piece. <laughs> this became a freaking One Piece podcast halfway through. All right, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about what I made you uh, watch because this week is uh, I guess I'd call it Supernatural Vampire Week or Supernatural Cop Week because um, mm-hmm. this show is kind of a supernatural cop show, not to be mistaken for the supernatural anime. Um, this is yeah. <laughs> No, no. Um, it's a different thing. Now, Eric, do you want me indeed. to pronounce the whole thing, or do you want me to? Because I can, I can read out the first part. Uh, I will accept. I will accept this challenge upon me. So I'm pronouncing the Japanese title. That's what I mean. Right? Do you want to read the whole? Because okay. that's what I texted you. I'll, you know, right, I'll cool. give you the first two two words in it, and you can give me the last couple. Okay. <laughs> um, I got the full title right yeah. here. Um, Keishi- I'll give it. A, yeah. Keishicho. Tokumubo, Tokushu, Tokushu, Kyo, Kyoakuhan, Taisakushitsu, Dai Nanaka Tokunana. Dai, I'm pretty uh, sure that's pretty. Uh, Dai Sa, Dai Saku, Dai Saku Shitasu. I think there might be Shitasu or Shitisu. Yeah. And then Dai Naka Toku. Ta- nah, it's Taisa- a fucking long title. <laughs> huh? It's a fucking long title. You got the wrong title. Let's okay. just call it. Uh, let's just call it uh, Keishi Cho for for sure. What, what, mm-hmm. what, actually, what's the English title, Eric? I don't even know the English title. It's Special Crime Crime Investigation Unit Special Seven. Okay, so what is that? SVU <laughs> Anime mm. Edition. <laughs> it's SCIU. SCIU Seven. Okay, we can call just it. Just like the CS. Just like the CSI, yeah. Um, but SCIU. I guess with supernatural elements. <laughs> okay, we're gonna call it SCIU uh, for now. So anyone listening, we're referring to this anime, uh, Keishi Joe. I'm not even gonna pronounce the full fucking title uh, because even if my Japanese was a lot better, it's a long ass fucking title to say. So yeah, we're <laughs> just gonna call it. What was that title again, Eric? What's the what's the what's the C? Let what's me the just... initials? No, no, no. What's the initials you said? Crime. SCIU. We're going to call it SCIU. So, Eric, what did you think of SCIU? Um, from the first episode, um, it was already pretty interesting. Um, and looking at it, looking at it, it it does. Um, I really like the style, and at the same time, I was just thinking, hang on, this seems familiar, especially with the opening. It had, it was just like that kind of particular style, mm. um, that kind of. That kind of made me think. I've watched this before, haven't I? <laughs> and so, going to kind of look at the details around it, I found out one of the directors um, apparently partook in creating a Bacano. Yeah, I wasn't um, surprised. The art style is very Bacano, very yeah. jokey game like as well. Yeah, pretty show. much. And I was like, oh, that explains a lot. But I think I think that's where it kind of 
the show got me hooked just mm-hmm. all that kind of style because i really enjoyed bacano i really liked it i loved the style loved the um i loved the characters there i loved the how the music was played and in the first episode of this um it does reflect a little bit of it um obviously you know um it kind of in then the hang on um obviously I, I mean, obviously, um, watching uh, watching this, uh, the, it doesn't it doesn't exactly follow the Bacano uh, Bacano formula, but it does it does it does the style is still um, the style is still the same. So you've got a whole slew of interesting characters. They're all um, they've all got their own uh, introductions. They've uh, they haven't introduced their own uh, particular backstories for each one, but um, it, the pilot, I guess, the pilot episode um, does get you hooked, especially since it's one of those. Oh, main character is already in big trouble now; he has to get out of it. And it is an interesting world they introduce, um, especially since um, I guess I don't see one of these worlds that often. Um, it's one where humanity is aware of the supernatural. Um, so in this case. Uh, what's included were elves, dwarves, vampires, and everything else living amongst humans. Mm-hmm. So everyone's aware of each other's existence. Everyone lives amongst each other. There's been, um, uh, yeah, there's just been kind of laws and um, social norms created to just allow this intermixing of species, um, especially with that whole joke about. Oh, vampires! Vampires have to drink blood. Uh, it's okay. We'll replace blood with tomato juice. That works out. <laughs> that works as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah. The premise. The premise is already interesting, and the pilot episode did get me hooked. Um, and um, yeah, watching it. Mm. Watching it is. Um, it's yeah. I do really. I do really like it. Did Did you um, just watch the, with the first main episode, or did you watch any other episodes? Um, mainly just watch the first episode. Okay, I've so been having a bit of trouble with the, I've been having a bit of trouble trying trying to watch the, um, second episode since I don't know. Yeah. My computer's been having a bit of trouble with some of the play, some of the media players and. Uh, okay. Um, I couldn't really I couldn't really watch anything yep. past episode one, but I'm gonna so try and see if mark. I can. Yeah, I'm gonna try and see if I can actually I don't know get signed up to Crunchyroll and just kind of watch from there. Mm. which I don't really want to, but, oh well, hard times. Mm. <laughs> um, but it does introduce the main character, who is human, and is already a detective. So mm. you kind of you kind of already have a guy with, um, you know, already a job, and you already know what he's doing, and you've kind of already got his, um, also his, his own character already written up. Um, pretty easy, pretty standard. Um... I guess the interesting part about this is that he's already caught up. He's already a detective, and he's already caught up in a lot of crap. Um, so in this case, he was caught up in a, um, I guess, bank robbery, and so he's um, the whole the whole episode is just him um, having to try and get out of that bank robbery and having to deal with being a hostage. Mm. Um, but it's still really interesting because it does have. It still does have the investigative elements in it. Um, at the same time, 
and at the same time does still introduce the world um, that's you know that, where everything sets sets in, and it introduces us to pretty much all the other characters that the main character will be working with, which are the special seven, um, which is a is just one of those. Um, special government units nobody else likes but they are the ones who are the underdogs who take care of the jobs nobody else feels like taking care of mm-hmm. um already a pretty um i guess a premise a premise that already exists maybe elsewhere i can't have i don't have any names it's, off it's top something of my head, i think but... that's definitely being done um well you watched a bit of true blood eh the tv show um yeah a bit did they have I, cops I in it quite a I, I've never seen an episode uh, of it. True blood. I it ha- can't have... remember off the top of okay. my head. Um, but one, but one thing, but one, uh, one. Um, I guess one instance I can um, kind of relate to this is Eno Shonan Tony. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name, yeah. but it basically um, it's basically basically a series from the same guy who wrote Soul Eater. Mm. But in this in this in this universe, there is a special unit that's used to investigate other units. Oh, is that um, Fire Force? Is that the Fire One? Yeah, Fire Force. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Fire Force, that's the one. Fire Force. So yeah. the main character joins a team that's basically the underdogs of the whole of a whole organization set to defend humanity from all these terrible things and basically yeah they're the underdog team and this is what um i guess this is the best way i can compare it to um the c the sci the seiu um series does introduce the team as the underdogs who take on jobs and take on the responsibilities ordinary policemen might not do mm-hmm. especially if these responsibilities could mean um you know, a detrimental effect on one's reputation, or a sort of, I guess, a sort, a sort of, um, uh, introduces dangerous situations where ordinary police might not be able to kind of um, deal with it. Um, I guess, and yeah, um, first introduction is pretty light and doesn't look doesn't go anywhere beyond kind of doing these general introductions, but. Um, the pilot episode, the director who made it, and I guess even the music itself kind of already got me hooked. Yeah, I, so I, I, like, guess... I like the look of it. I like the bank heist thing. Um, I think mm-hmm. I need to give it a couple more episodes because there was some parts that's like, oh, it's kind of meh. I didn't like that the character mm-hmm. was a bit uh, weak, but he did show some skill. I, there was one problem I did have. Um, he can break the, like... He had restraints on him. He got, he got kidnapped from these bank uh, robbers and was in the back of like a truck. And um, mm. it pissed me off that like it took him forever to get out. Because I realized like once he he could just when I saw he could just get out of them like so easy. I'm like, why didn't you fucking get out of this like two minutes ago when you could have mm. like Jesus you could and 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 it, he clearly can like throw a punch relatively okay. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it just pissed me off like how long yeah especially especially when he blatantly says i don't do well in high pressure situations and i was like you're doing pretty well you, against you do pretty well later on. <laughs> you're doing pretty well against the armed mercenary what are you yeah. talking about yeah. so other, um, other than that and the girl who kept on saying she was a ninja and no bitch you're mm-hmm. an explosive expert it's not a ninja <laughs> you're fucking loud mm-hmm. as hell um 
unless you're freaking ninja the game screamer then then you're you know that that uh streamer guy then you're a fucking lad case but no you're you're not a ninja uh but yeah but uh, i thought the sniper dude was kind of cool one-eyed sniper dude um i felt like i've seen that the old man and and i think i just saw a show called what was it uh hakata something um no ramen something which i was tempted to maybe review on this uh that that show also had a dude wasn't even a main character just another side dude who was also i think a sniper at one mm-hmm. point and then doesn't have an eye it's just like a one-eyed dude it's like okay mm. <laughs> all of these things but yeah what were your so what 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 were your let's just wrap this up what, what were your final thoughts on on this eric you gonna watch any more did you oh definitely mostly i guess i guess um uh even 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 if this concept the whole concept of the introduction of the world introduction of the characters um kind of a you know, um, character is a detective and has his own brand of justice. He wants to introduce. He wants to go with. Um, even if all these kind of um, elements are or have already been done and it looks overdone, I'd still watch it mostly because of the of who kind of directed the whole show. Um, because you know, the guy who made Bacano did a brilliant job with that series, and from the looks of it, he's. He seems to be continuing uh, well with this series as well. Um, so I'd watch it to see if it develops well. Because, yeah, the Buccano show was great. And I think um, with this show, if the director is going along the same lines, I think it might be a good show to continue watching. Yeah, um, I, I like certain aspects of it. Um, I like the art style. I like some of the character, like character stuff there. Uh, I thought the bank heist thing was kind of cool. Uh, I'd be interested to see what they do with the next episode, and I'll give it I'll give it three episodes. Um, but <laughs> I did watch Joker game, and I was pumped for that. And then that kind of fizzled out for me after about two episodes. So hopefully this is a little bit better than that, because um, that was also I think directed by the Bacano guy, or at least had that sort of style. So we'll we'll see how this goes. Uh, but we'll be we'll be right back after the break. From the break, Eric, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, still good as I can be. Um, trying to keep myself, what is it? Uh, just trying to keep myself sane as I can while staying at home. But yep. it's yeah, basically been keeping myself entertained by playing games, watching movies, reading manga. <laughs> um, yeah. So and yeah, pretty much. I told Eric we I gave we we both have stuff to review this week, but um, what I also decided to do is I, I love uh, I, I like that we I've reviewed some things to Eric and Eric's given me some things to review, and I I thought it would be really interesting um, to keep maybe doing this a bit as well as to come back to these shows and uh, you know because me and Eric don't necessarily stop reading this stuff once we reviewed it we sometimes go back and check more of it out. I said last show that I was going to check out more of Bremen and Apollo, and so I did. I checked out uh, Bremen, and um, I watched the watch. I read the final couple chapters of it. Um, I read quite a bit of it, 
and my thoughts are a little bit different now. Uh, I still think there's not enough music, <laughs> in my mm. opinion. Um, it's more of a drama, in my opinion, with, with some psychological stuff thrown in there. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, I'm going to put a spoiler alert tag right here. Spoilers, boom. Um, and just say... The ending is fucking weird. Um, they play in space <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> At least that's the way it looks. Uh, main character, like his past is revealed that he was tricked by a cult or something and they killed his wife and his wife had a baby girl. And uh, I don't know, like it just seemed way too rushed and out of nowhere and didn't really hit me as big as some of the other moments in the manga. Um, okay. The... I can't remember the name of the trans character who's in it, but she has a really great backstory Rio. where... Uh, what's the name? A Rio. Rio, yeah. Where Rio, yeah, Rio. Uh, goes back to school. Um, she's kind of forced back to go back to school because her dad doesn't approve of her, the way she dresses and the way she talks and uh, all that all that stuff. And so she basically goes back to the school. She dresses as a boy. She doesn't feel that comfortable being dressed that way um of course because she doesn't necessarily identify as that but she goes into the school she has to kind of assert herself be tough and has to put up with some not so nice people and you kind of see that her dad's kind of a dick and the people around her at her school are kind of a dick and but it's cool to see the Bremen people kind of fight uh with her and help her out and and get to see her sort of overcome some of her biggest adversities and and see her sort of grow as a character so that was kind of cool mm. um there's also a model like an ave uh i, I guess a pop idol slash idol a model sort of character who's introduced um who becomes like a big fan of bremen uh, they you sadly get to see some of the more shady sides of that industry and like her having to put up with some sleazy people and bremen of course mm. comes in and helps her because you know they're friends of her and um they're trying to get like this place at the moment as well that she, you know, happened used to live in, and so all all that goes down. Uh, that 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 arc was really interesting. The Rio arc was really interesting, but the ending was kind of just like, oh, it ended, okay. <laughs> like there there were some cool moments, but like it just kind of like just fizzled out a bit. Like it had a big like climactic fight thing, and then it was just like, okay. I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess I guess that's the way it's going to end. Mm. Yeah, and I've just kind of been trying to catch up on as much of Apollon as I can. Um, it's pretty much it's pretty much still um, it still continues on from. Uh, I guess I guess the flow I guess the flow of the whole series still continues on as normal. You know, mm. character the character development is almost still the same. Everything is still centered around how um you know how jazz fits into their lives how it connects them and how it um especially especially how they kind of um express express um express their own feelings express their own um ideas with each other using jazz as an element um i guess one 
I guess one of the parts, the one of the most prominent parts about this is the character Sentaro having to say goodbye to one of his, his longtime friend um, mm-hmm. who, you know, helped him out with jazz. Um, his longtime friend had apparently come back after a long trip and was involved with some um, student activism, mm. which I guess, you know, isn't something that's completely surprising um, in the social circumstances of things. But because of that, and with quite a lot of, um, uh, you know, student activism um, scenarios, I think, I think his the friend, thing you're missing out yeah. to is his dad kind of disapproves him going to do these studies and he decides to anyways and then he comes back yeah. and he can't really go back to his family and there's a lot of problems like that yeah well um well well i mean he's still in the university he's still studying what his dad wanted to but he kind of the, the friend didn't exactly get dragged into it he just mm. kind of got um he, someone just asked him to speak out to you know the student body and say hey if you got any problems just you know speak out let people know and then that's kind of i guess that's how kind of how it started mm. but because of the um because of how much it escalated um it kind of it did create that sort of strain between him and his father and so yeah that's where it came in that um his studies didn't revolve around what his what his family, what his dad wanted. Instead, the um, the friend, I can't remember his name, he decided, you know, active, this activism was far more important. Mm-hmm. But because of the because of the things that happened, because, you know, um, of the incidents there, he kind of, I guess he had a mental breakdown mm-hmm. um, and had to go back. So, you know, he went back, um, his family kind of found out what's been happening, kicked him out, is kind of like he he was practically homeless and you know in a sort of depression. Mm. Um, so it kind of it did go kind of downhill from there, especially when when the girl Centaro had a crush on starts getting closer and closer to his friend rather than Centaro himself. Mm. Um, but I guess at the end of it, you find out that his friend has to leave um, to go back to the city and continue with. Um, the whole um, uh, student activism thing, mm-hmm. um, which obviously apparently also meant that he will never be coming back. So it's like, okay, that's really that's mm. really um, you know extreme. But I guess to his point of view, it was understandable. Um, so it ended up being that he and Centaro had like a playoff um, to as like a to commemorate their goodbye. Um, uh, you know, because um, the way the way they've always connected is through jazz, um, and you can kind of see that the previous chapters where they practiced together, they helped each other out, they helped um, the main ca- character Kauro um, out with his um, with uh, you know incorporating his incorporating jazz into his own piano style, um, and all that, and is kind of a I, I to me to me personally I found it a good moment to see um these two kind of go at, uh, go at it on their own particular instruments as um you know to see if they can outdo each other on <laughs> on their own particular jazz songs mm. um it is something it is something I like seeing and then after that I think that was like that was like a massive moment and then after that um I guess a further 
it it kind of slopes it kind of slopes down from there you know it goes from one extreme to just kind of a relaxing moment so at the moment the part i'm up to is more kind of development of relationships between all the characters um you know with um with centaro's crush gone um he's kind of left with you know having to reevaluate some parts about his own life and finding out his childhood friend um, had a crush on him, on him all this time made him think, okay, so there's some things I've never noticed before. <laughs> um, but again, that still, that still incorporates into the development of the character relationships. And it's still ongoing. Even the chapter I'm up to, that's still, that's still an ongoing topic um, where, you know, the characters are... Um, you know, it's really, it's still really casual about how the relationships works between the characters, but I still like it. You know, it looks all pure, looks all simple, nothing too complex. Um, and it is, I guess in a way I like, it is something I like to see continue on with this series. Um, if, yeah, and I guess, and I guess, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm up to. Um, and something I'm... Yeah, I'm probably gonna enjoy. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I can. Yeah, I'm probably gonna enjoy as long as it kind of um, continues on the same way. <laughs> so pretty so, much, yeah, that's where I'm up to with it. So yeah, I, I recommend. Um, I said that this week would be a vampire sort of supernatural uh, cop sort of thing. Um, so I gave Eric. This is a series I have read years ago, but um, I've been really busy this week. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> planning some other content for this uh, podcast and maybe even some stuff for my YouTube channel. Um, so I picked something that I had liked, that I read, that I wanted Eric to read, and that's a manga, I believe it's called Happiness. Uh, and it's a, I would say it's, to me, if I was going to describe it to someone, it's Tokyo Ghoul, but it's not a shonen. it's just a straight-up horror uh, mm. And that's kind of what I like about it because uh, I watched Tokyo Ghoul back in the day. I thought this is kind of cool on its first couple episodes, and then I keep on watching. It's like I don't give a shit about this fights, these powers, any of this shit. Like I was all for dude like having hunger problems and having to like try to eat hamburgers and like that being a horror and like him. Uh, being really attracted to this girl and then her turning out to be like a creepy vampire thing and this is kind of similar this dude he's kind of a wimpy guy he like walks home one day uh, he's got to return something to one of his friends and uh, this girl like jumps out of nowhere um, and she's like a little bit older than him uh, and, and she bites down on him turns him into a uh, says like oh do you want to live or do you want to like die basically and he's like oh no i want to live and yeah basically turns mm. into a vampire and uh it's all about all like his struggles with it uh what i like is yeah it's just about him having a struggle with it and having to having to try and um work around it and having to deal with what happens when um people around him get affected by it as well like I really liked that angle. I actually was almost not going to review this because of our situation at the moment, but I thought, fuck it, it'd be kind of funny if we reviewed a vampire thing while there's a pandemic thing going on at the moment. Um, 
And I, I do really like this manga for, for the reasons that I've stated. So, Eric, what did you think of this this manga? Um, I liked it. Um, I guess this is one of the first um, vampire um, manga series where it not, it's not over the top. There have been... There have been a couple of other vampire series I've watched, especially one where was I can't remember its name, but it featured a um, this chick, this pink-haired chick who you know um, apparently dies but then resurrects as a vampire, and oh, it's that, that's it's, it was really I think that's yeah, Shiki, Shiki that's one. I thought yeah, um, that was a completely over the top. I personally thought when I first saw it, um, but looking at this, um, looking at this series. Um, Happiness doesn't exactly go over over the top with this concept of vampires. It's pretty, I guess it, it's pretty it's pretty mellow about how vampires are. They seem to be more like, I guess, I guess it portrays them as more like a newly like a, kind of like wild animals. You know, mm-hmm. there's some particular aspects about them that you would find strange as they differ from from the norm of humanity. But at the same time, they don't differ so much that it's becomes a black and white thing and becomes more of a you know uh they've got some increased strength they've got some increased Mm -hmm. senses they look at things differently um but at the same time they have to um you know pay the price for it Mm -hmm. um you know pretty basic pretty basic pretty mellow standard vampires um one thing one thing i found reading this is i almost kind of i don't know i kind of thought the development will be slow because as far as I remember, somewhere between chapters five to ten, that's where I kind of thought, "Oh, this is this seems to be more of a slice of life now." It's like, mm-hmm. are they ever going to develop um, the vampire concept anymore? Because I don't know. For me personally, I thought that seemed like a bit of a slow stretch. But then, then it pretty much kicked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the with the main character being led away by some by some hard some bunch of hard asses who think oh yeah we're a bunch of hard asses let's go beat everybody else off and then they get absolutely wrecked by another vampire and uh, basically what it ends up being is development the concept spoilers alert by the way (laughs) massive spoiler tag right here the concept oh don't worry you can edit that out later um the whole con the whole van concept does take a bit of a big step forward and that's something i'm enjoying watching and even up to now the you know the story around vampires develop how they develop how they you know how this concept works in the world of happiness it's kind of picking up um which is something um which is something i really like seeing um so yeah i definitely i definitely think um yeah, it's, it's definitely something. It's definitely something I enjoyed reading and still do enjoy reading. Mm. Um, so, and it is it is one of these old um, manga series I have never come across <laughs> because I don't exactly I don't often delve in too deep into that um, that treasure trove of series that have continued on or have finished. But are so old, they're continuing on from, say, the 80s or 90s. Yeah, you say old. Um, I, I, I think guess it's this... actually not as old as you think. I think it's actually early 2000s. Mm. But it just has an okay. art style that's a bit older looking, I guess. Yeah. It is. The art style is... 
the the art style the art style is almost similar to what I would think is of Sabu. Um, really, which is another early series. Well, I would yeah. not. Sorry, I, mean, the, I have to cut you the off. There's Sabu the and and thing well, very okay. Different. Okay, so Sabu's way okay, more cartoony. Well, we can at least agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the thing. But there's um. But as I've kind of mentioned during the Sabu review, the mm. one thing I liked about Sabu is the whole um, is how the environments are drawn and how everything else looks like it could be a Van Gogh painting, mm. um, which is almost the same as oh, this okay. because when we see the yeah I can when see, we see when the we Van see Gogh the um, type backgrounds yeah pretty much when we see when we see things from the point of view of vampires it all looks like a Van Gogh painting a mm-hmm. um, lot of lines lot of um strokes here and there um what could be a lot of colors but it's a black and white manga so you wouldn't know but i guess where it um differs from sabu is the characters have a bit more um detail to them you know mm-hmm. they're more the art style is more humane um instead of making all the other characters except the main characters look like potatoes <laughs> um and even then the main characters um are quite simplistic very simplistic mm-hmm. um with the yeah, um, this is one of those. This is one of those um, mangas I've come across where the characters are, where the character designs, the way the they're drawn is all based off of um, you know how humans might particularly look and the way they the way they kind of um, you know the way they're featured, the way their lives their lives kind of um, work out. It all it all looks really good. Um, and it's that different to Sabu, um, and looking for the and looking for this, I am I am quite enjoying it, and especially with the, I guess I guess with the um, I guess one of the biggest differences between this and any other vampire series is the sense of desperation from these vampires, because mm. almost all other vampire series have a sense of desperation for blood. This mm. doesn't seem to come up that often. You know, with the exception of one of the characters who seems to be going on a rampage, but I think that's because I, I feel like that's because of something else. It doesn't seem to be that much in terms of um, a desperation for sucking blood. It seems to be more of if you suck this amount of blood, you'll be that much desperate for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it kind of it does it does seem to slightly differ from the tradition uh, the traditional vampire series in some way. Mm-hmm. And this is something, this is something I, this is a detail I find pretty interesting because, if that's the case, does this mean that other than having other basic, um, you know, other basic abnormalities that would differ them from human beings, does this mean there's a sense of control here that they can have that is different to what other vampires might have? Is there, is there a way for them to actually live without having to kind of go crazy completely? And you know, even though we see that, um. We only, I've only seen these guys um, having these desperations, you know, all those general desperations of need for blood or need for to get out of the sunlight early on. But that's when mm. they were new vampires. Like there's, um, it's hard to see. It's hard to see what happens. It's hard to see what happens when they develop, you know, later on, um, as you know, actual as actual vampires. As what happens when they finally get used to their powers? Do they, um? Do they continue to have that kind of desperation, or can they have it under control? So, I don't know. It's that little detail I feel like might actually develop further on. But mm. as someone, as apparently Connor might have actually read this 
all this before I did. How close am I? Oh yeah, no, you're you're pretty close. There's a big uh, there's a big moment that happens later, like uh, in the manga, that really affects um, a lot of the later chapters. And then there's a big time skip. And when that time skip happens, there's just this big uh, change in, in what the manga is sort of about. And it goes on sort of that change for a while. And you're wondering, what, what's happening? Where's where this character gone? What's what's going on with this? And then other things come into it. And, and it's just, it's um, it, it's it's an interesting read. I will admit, when that change happens, you do lose a little interest. Because you're like, oh, where's such and such gone? What's happening with this? Why is this not happening? So it does take a while, but when it when it gets there, there's a, a really good uh, payoff. And the ending for the manga overall is, is okay, um, but you do get a nice moment before the ending that's kind of cool, that's like, oh, okay, the ending wasn't perfect, but I got that, that really cool big moment. Um, mm. So there's that. Uh, and I think like most vampire stories, there's always just this really great uh, under undercoat of... Um, themes of, of sexuality and struggle with sexuality and and uh, that's definitely prominent here where you see this main character has first of blood is kind of like uh, his hormones you know sort of developing and his um, mm. you know like a, like a guy lusting after a girl sort of developing feelings for chicks you know um, starting to check out women and, and, and sort of developing as a person um, we're seeing that with him as well Except the only difference is here, it's it's a it's a need for blood, and uh, we see a literal depiction of this of one of the characters who, um, you know, not only has a craving for blood, but is also just having the regular cravings that a teenage boy uh, would have um, with his girlfriend, um, doing the normal types of things that happen at that age. Uh, but you know, showing you know that there's the fear in a lot of vampire stories where it's like. I'm attracted to this person. I'm, you know, um, the the under message being you're attracted to this person, but there's something wrong with it, because a lot of these were written usually from the point of view of, um, you know, the the person. You know, it's about them being gay or something like that. At, at the the vampire, the, the vampire law being, you know, this girl wants to drink the blood from the other girl, but you know, it's wrong because you know the undercoating being that these are two people who are girl and girl that you know it's a it's a moral sin you know things like that that's that's been the undercoat for vampire mythology for a long time i always uh think of dracula a little bit of being um this sort of fear because it's written by an, a white irish guy i always thought of it being a fear <laughs> of um i always thought it was a fear of the the uh the foreign invasion of, of people coming into my country or people wanting to come into my country and taking my woman and taking my people and, and changing them. Uh, because there's, there's definitely that under there's definitely that message sort of in there a little bit, uh, with that story, especially mm. if you know, because Jonathan, uh, Jonathan comes to Dracula, he's going to sell him a house and where he's living he sells Dracula this house. Dracula does something to him, and he's not right now. You know, he's he's changed, and now Dracula's interested in his woman, and he's taking his woman. So there's definitely that uh, mm. message underneath there of this person is coming in and is changing things and is doing something different. It's that fear that's in every horror, which is the fear of the unknown. It's you know, it's definitely. Uh, 
in most of the best stories. Um, sadly, that's also where a lot of racism comes from. Uh, you know, but but that that's just the horrors of of society itself. Yeah, um, and I think I this think, story think definitely the has biggest... uh, undertones yeah. of of that in it. To be yeah, yeah. But I guess yeah. but I guess if we're talking about um, racist undertones in the horror series, I think I've, apparently from one review I've seen, the biggest one of the biggest contenders has has to be H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's, no, we're, yeah, we're the, not getting into that. That's 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 uh, uh, yeah, that's some racism. And we will one some sexism day, and some other issues day. that are definitely in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. What <laughs> were your so so to to wrap it up? Uh, what were your final thoughts on this, Eric? Are you going to continue reading this? What are, what are, what are your final thoughts? I'm definitely going to continue reading this because the. I guess, I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of gripped by this new concept of a vampire, you know, um, especially with um, uh, what is it? Especially with uh, a few other series I I look at that involve, say, the undead, hmm. and um, where the concept of a zombie is taken out of the norm and it develops, and there seems to be some you know new development here as well. You know, um, these vampires seem to be. There seems to be some different va- details in these vampires. There seems to be, um, you know, a different kind of, you know, there seems to be different kind of concepts to this, um, which is something I'd like to continue to see develop. Um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's something, maybe there's definitely something about this that'll, um, what is it, that'll make things, um, that'll make maybe there's something about this that'll make um the story a bit more interesting um and yeah this definitely is a series i might want to continue to look at just mostly because mostly for the um just to see whether or not this new a few detail a few new details around vampires might develop mm-hmm. um and apparently from what you've told me there is some there is some development to yeah how yeah. these vampires operate that's different from the norm, which is yeah. something I am now am almost completely hooked, <laughs> but I'll see. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely continue mm. reading on with this. Um, and yeah, just to see where it goes. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed uh, coming back and, and reading this again. Um, there, there are aspects. Uh, I will admit the art isn't that pretty. Um, there are some things in the art that I wish were drawn a little bit better, but you know, it's his art style. Uh, his, I don't remember the name of the author actually, if it's female or male. But uh, generally, you know, it gets it, it gets done what it needs to and conveys what needs to be conveyed in the story. And I think uh, just generally, it's a it's an interesting read. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed going back and reading it uh, for a second time. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to continue reading it because I kind of already know what's happening. Uh, I might just skip around <laughs> and. And go back to some of the chapters I like and go, oh, I remember this part and this part. So, yeah, uh, but definitely an interesting read. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have some interesting things happen next week because we have to adjust our schedule a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll but we'll we'll work around that somehow. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'll I'll keep you guys updated and posted on Instagram and uh, Twitter on what's going up with that. Uh, this has been Alternating Sloth Podcast episode thirteen. Catch you later. Bye bye.